Well, today I want to talk to you about uh, finding a hope that can strengthen you in any time in your life. And I think it's so appropriate for us to understand this. And uh, I was reading uh, Peter Scazzaro's book again this past week, and I was looking at uh, Emotional Healthy Spirituality, and he tells a story about a, uh, a Chinese man, a wise man, living in one of China's vast frontiers. And one day, for no apparent reason, a young man's horse ran away, and it was caught by nomads and taken across the border. And everybody in the town was offering consolation to the man's bad fortune. But his father said, what makes you so sure this isn't a blessing? Months later, his horse returned, bringing a magnificent stallion along with it. And so it rode into the town, and everyone was full of congratulations. Everybody was so happy. They were congratulating the son and his father. And the father just says, what makes you so sure this isn't a disaster? Well, the house was made richer because of the horse. But one day, the son was riding. He fell off the horse and broke his hip. And once again, everybody offered consolation for his bad luck. But the father said, what makes you so sure this isn't a blessing? A year later, nomads crossed the border, invaded the land, and every able-bodied man was required to take up his bow and go into battle. And in fact, on the border, Chinese families lost nine out of ten men, and it was only because the son was lame did the father and the son survive than to take care of each other for the rest of their lives. You see, Scazzaro's telling this story because God's ways are often mysterious. We don't always know why a specific thing has happened in our lives for a specific reason, but yet we're told by God to still trust Him and wait on Him in those times. And it's very interesting because I don't know how you do on waiting on God when difficult things happen to you. I know a lot of times I will place my faith in God and I will hold on to him, but there's sometimes I gravitate towards, you know, complaining, blaming, being frustrated, wondering, God, how long? I thought you promised me this, but why is this taking so long? You know, while we're waiting on God to do things, we understand something. We also understand we're not always going to get everything we wait for, are we? Do you get everything you're waiting for? Probably not. Not everything happens just like you thought it would happen. But, you know, the important thing is not what am I, am I going to get what I'm waiting for? The more important question is this. What kind of person am I becoming while I wait? What kind of person am I becoming while I wait for God to do something? And that makes all the difference. Am I going to wait with patience and faithfulness provided by the Holy Spirit's presence and power? Will I wait even... If God is silent for a time, have you ever done that? Have you ever taken a situation to God and God just doesn't seem to be answering anything? You can't hear anything. There's nothing happening. 
How many people have ever felt that way? I know I have. What is God doing in that moment? In that silence? And I want to tell you today, in the scripture that we just read, God is at work. The people of Israel had 400 years of silence and waiting. The last prophecy, Malachi, the last prophecy that they had, the last prophet written down, there was a 400-year period in between of silence. But that did not mean God was not working. God was working at that time. Even in the silence, even when we couldn't see what he was doing, God was at work preparing a plan that was going to help Israel and help all people of the world. And we read about it right now. You see, Simeon, and I want to take this guy Simeon because he's a guy in the Christmas story we don't really sing about. We don't sing about Simeon. We sing about the shepherds. We sing about Joseph and Mary. We sing about the angels. We even sing about the three wise men. But Simeon, you don't ever hear anything about him. Unless I'm missing something. I don't know that song. You know, but, but Simeon is a pivotal person in the Christmas story. And in the gospel story. And he has so much to teach us about waiting on God. And so let's look at it. Let's look at some of these things that he has to teach us. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout, and he was waiting. He was waiting. <laughs> There's a couple things that we learn about Simeon. One of them is he's righteous. That means he does the right thing before God. The other one is he's devout. That means he's disciplined. He's showing up at the temple when he's supposed to show up. He's offering sacrifices. He's somebody that's very faithful. And then the other thing that we learn about him, he's waiting. He's in a season of waiting in his life. God has promised him something, but he's waiting for it to happen. And now there's, you know, this is apparent throughout the scripture. There's always people that have been waiting. When God has promised them something, they've had to wait. You think about Abraham, right? He waited 25 years for his child to be born. And then, 12 years later, God asked him to sacrifice this son. Doesn't make sense. But it makes sense to God. You think about all the people in the scriptures. There's Esther, a woman of God who was, you know, placed in a certain position at a certain time for a very specific reason. And yet her people were suffering during the time. And here we have Simeon. He's waiting. But the fourth thing about Simeon, the three things, he's righteous, he's devout, and he's waiting. But the fourth thing is, is how he's waiting. He's waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. There's something about Simeon that is different from every other person there in that temple, maybe except for one other, Anna, who was a woman, who was almost 100 years old. But there is, there is this thing about Simeon that he is, has the Holy Spirit on him. 
the Holy Spirit is working in his life. And he's waiting for the consolation of Israel. That's a very interesting word, the consolation of Israel, because it is the exact same word that is used when Jesus says, when he promises the Holy Spirit will be coming. And he says, uh, I will ask the Father. He will give you another advocate, counselor, comforter to help you to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. That word advocate, counselor, comforter is the same word as consolation. It's a, it's a very similar word. Maybe it's, it's an adverb, but it's a very similar word. And the word is paraclesis. It's a consolation, a comfort, encouragement. All of Scripture, the Bible says, all of Scripture is a paraclesis and an exhortation, an admonition or an encouragement for the purpose of strengthening and establishing the believer in faith. If you think about this, Simeon had not only the promise of God, but he had the power of the Holy Spirit as well. And it made all the difference in how he saw things and how he waited on God. You see, if you're just waiting for God to answer something and you're frustrated because you're waiting so long, you're waiting the wrong way. You're waiting the wrong way. If you're, you know, God is wanting to do something in your life. And it, and it may be that God is preparing you during this time of waiting to meet you in a very special way. In fact, I believe your time of waiting on God is an invitation by God. It's an invitation by God to find comfort and hope in him. Our times of waiting, our times of in-between times when God promises something and then something comes to fulfillment, that time in-between is a time when God is inviting you into a deeper relationship than you already have with him. And he's asking you to come closer to him. Simeon answered that call. And it made all the difference in his life and how he looked at things. Romans 15, 4 says this, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurancement taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. And there's that word again, periclesis. It's encouragement. The very thing that we need, the encouragement that we need is in the scripture and it's applied to our lives by the comforter, the one, our counselor, our advocate, the Holy Spirit. So how do you wait? How do you wait? You see, Simeon waited with the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was on Simeon. The Holy Spirit was revealing his promises to him. And he was being moved by the Spirit of God into action when the appropriate time happened for him to move, when God revealed those things. And so Simeon saw what God was doing in the in-between time from what he promised to what was happening. I don't know how you wait, but sometimes I don't wait very well. I mean, there's a lot of things that we have to wait on. Sometimes we have to wait on uh, God to heal us. You know, and it's frustra it can be frustrating to be sick. It can be frustrating to have to have an illness that lingers on and you're wondering, where is God in all of this? But it's a time of waiting. 
It's a time of waiting. And how do you wait? There's some people that are waiting for a romantic relationship to pop up into their lives, right? And you're waiting, but God has his time in that. How do you wait? There's other people that are waiting for a change in a job or a situation. Maybe God will change my boss or my teacher, or, but they're waiting. It can be a frustrating waiting time, but how do you wait? It's not the answer as is important as how are you waiting in that situation? Are you depending upon the Holy Spirit? And if you're a believer, the gift and the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, that person is living inside you. For Simeon, at this time, the Holy Spirit was upon him. But we know that after Jesus was resurrected, the Bible says the promised Holy Spirit would come in us and give us power than to live for God. So it's a very different way of waiting than we usually wait. So what is Simeon doing during this time? He's trusting in the promises of God. And you see, he's, he's moving forward by what the Spirit is telling him. He says he was moved by the Spirit. So what happens is that Jesus is being dedicated at the temple. And every firstborn child had to, they had to give an offering. Uh, it was a, a redemption offering. And so Jesus' parents are believers. They're, they're Jewish believers. And so they go all the way down to Jerusalem, probably 40 days after Jesus is born. They make the trip to Jerusalem, and they go into the temple to make a dedication for their son. And so while they're there, and there's a crowd there, there's people milling around. Simeon, I don't know how this happens other than you can't explain it except through the power of the Holy Spirit. He recognizes this couple with this child at this time, at this moment, and it's a God moment. And then he speaks to them. Now, this is a profound thing. But that happens. That happens in people's lives. I know that has happened in my life. God sets up circumstances so that you can Understand, maybe you, you, you understand the gospel for the very first time, but God did something in your life. Somebody invited you to go to church to understand something or go to a concert or you met a friend who was a believer and they started to share the gospel with you. Or maybe it was a family member, but somebody somehow started to speak into your life. At that moment, it's a God moment. And do you recognize it? See, God is always working in us and working around us in our times of waiting. I mean, the thing that Simeon said to Joseph and Mary was not fulfilled probably for 30 years later. Why did God say it? He was preparing their hearts. He was preparing them. So sometimes God says something to you and say, well, why didn't it happen just like that if God said it? Why am I in this process? Because God is forming you. There's things that he's doing deep in your heart. If you will stay in the process of waiting with biblical hope, it will be an anchor for your soul. I remember when my kids were young, I thought, and I had, we had like uh, five, three, and a newborn, and it was like 
when am I ever going to get out of diapers? You know, it was like, it was like we had to buy diapers like all the time, you know. And everybody would come up to us and they would say, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it because it's going to go by fast. And I'm going like, oh, I'm like, I'm sleep deprived. I'm going, oh, yeah, it's going by real fast. But it does. Now that I look back, it's gone. Those years are gone. You know, God prepares us. You may be in a waiting time right now in your life. But it's not a negative. It can be. Because the gravitational pull of our soul is to be complaining, questioning, bitter, angry, depressed about the situation. But it doesn't have to be that way because the Holy Spirit can move us to something different and living in a different way. And that's where he brings in the promises of God. I believe God gives promises in his word to his people. And that's why it's so important for you and I to stay in the word of God. Because there's promises there that God wants to reveal to you that are for you in your life. For your situation that you're in. And so Simeon, when he sees this child, he takes him in his arms and he starts praising God. And he's, I think it, most commentators say he burst into song. He just started singing. Here's this old guy, and he just starts singing. I would love to hear the melody of this. But he says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you've prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And so what is Simeon? Where did he get this from? And I want to tell you, he got it from the prophecy of Isaiah written 700 years before Simeon was ever born, probably, or 650 years before Simeon was ever born. And it's taken from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 and 6. If you look at this, it says this, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now this is amazing. I don't ever go up to a child and I say, you know, if I take a little child in my hands, I'm looking at a little baby. But Simeon is looking beyond that through the power of the Holy Spirit, and he's seeing this person is going to be the Prince of Peace, the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, that this is God invading our world. You know? So the temple was a place where people would meet with God. But God was going to step further. He's saying, I'm going to meet with all peoples of the world, not just the Jewish people of the world. But my light is going to be revealed to all people. Oh, man, that brought so much hope to Simeon. He had been waiting, and now, you know, he makes this statement, now I can, I'm ready to go, Lord, you can take me now. If I would have been Simeon, I said, I want to wait around 30 more years, see what he, this guy does, you know. I want to watch him grow up. I want to really see if this is going to happen. But Simeon had this faith. Do you know that sometimes the, the prayers that you're praying right now for your children, 
the prayers that you're praying for other people, you may not see the answer to those prayers. But God is still working. Isn't that amazing? God works above and beyond what we can see, what we can feel, even what we can think. This is the amazing thing about prayer. This is the amazing thing about God's word. This amazing thing about the power of the Holy Spirit when we are in a place of being close to God. And that's what he desires us to be. But there's times when, but there's, times when there's just silence. And you're wondering, God, what are you up to? And this is the time to hold on to God. There's another scripture in here that talks about making a light for the Gentiles. Is it too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob and to bring back those of Israel I have kept? I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Isaiah 49, 6. See, there is prophecy that was spoken of about Jesus, about this child. And the things that were spoken 700 years before were coming to pass. Right then, and they are continuing to come to pass 2,018 years later. God is still working. He still hasn't finished his plan. And he's inviting us to be a part of that plan. So how are you responding? You see, anybody who is serious about following Jesus, you're going to go through some testing. Do you know that? You're going to go through some testing. I wish I could tell you that you're not going to go through any testing. I don't like tests. I really don't. But they, they come. They come in our lives at different times in our lives. And God will retest you if you fail the test. Have you ever noticed that? He will retest you. You know, like you couldn't stand that boss, so you left and you went to another job and you got a boss just like him. You couldn't stand that teacher. So you dropped that class and you went to another one. Oh, and it was harder. You know, the, what is God doing? He's saying, I want to do something in you while you're waiting, while you're going through it. I want to give you the power and the presence of my Holy Spirit to help you to go through this with my grace and with my strength. The child's father and mother, what, did, what happens after they, that's spoken to them? The child's father and mother, they marvel at what's said about him. You know, they, don't, they don't really understand about it. They, they can just marvel at it. I don't know how much Joseph and Mary knew, you know. I love that song. Have you heard that? Mary, Did You Know? You know that song? It's a great Christmas song. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would someday uh, be the savior of the world? I don't know how much Mary knew. But there was this thing that was going on in her life. And that's the same thing with you and I. When we start to follow the Lord, he will bring you places and do things in your life that are, can be greater than you ever imagined. He will bring you through things more difficult than you ever thought possible that you could get through. 
you hold on to him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. This wasn't just a blessing. Mary, this boy is fantastic. He's going to be, he's going to go far places. I know he's going to be very successful. No, he didn't say that. He said something much more profound, that this child is going to cause people to awaken their soul about God and if they are going to follow him or if they are not going to follow him. And every time the gospel is preached, there is a decision that we're supposed to be making. What do I really believe about Jesus Christ? What do I really, am I really going to follow him and trust him in this situation that I'm in and with my very life and with my eternal life? And God causes us to come to that decision place. See, the rising and falling of many, again, is a scriptural quote from Isaiah. He will be a holy place for both Israel and Judah. He will be a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. And for the people of Jerusalem, he will be a trap and a snare. You see, Jesus, being confronted by Jesus and his love is so amazing. It's so merciful. It's so full of grace. But if we resist that, if we continue to resist that in our lives, resisting that becomes a trap and a snare in our life. We fall into bondage. We fall into unbelief. We fall into darkness. And Jesus is the light. He wants to bring light and revelation into our lives. You know, the beautiful thing is we have something more of a revelation than Simeon even had. We have the whole story. We have from the manger to Jesus' teaching to him going to the cross and then not even staying dead but resurrecting to new life. And we have the whole story. We have the whole story that gives us hope, that gives us an anchor for our soul in the most difficult of times, that he understands what we're going through. I love this verse in 1 Corinthians 1.18. It says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. You know, today we're going to partake of communion. We're going to come and remember the cross again. Because you can't separate the manger from the cross. You can't celebrate the, the glorious angels singing from the resurrection that was going to take place. Because uh, they knew. They knew God would never be defeated. You see, and God is for us. He's not against us in our lives. He's really for us. And he really wants to be working in our lives and He's calling us to trust him in a deeper way, maybe than we ever have before. And that, again, can be a test. That can be a test that God wants us to enter into with him.
So what do we do to find our strength in biblical hope? Because Simeon is a picture of biblical hope. He's a picture of somebody who's gaining strength while he's waiting. He's not being defeated while he's waiting. The first thing is that God is work even when you wait, even when he's silent. Be encouraged. Stay faithful to him. Even while you're waiting, there's something God is doing. He's doing something deeper in your life. It's not a time to give up. It's a time to press in to God even greater. Second, praise God and trust his power and the promises while you wait. Find out what the promises of God are to you at your time of waiting. Well, how do I know that? <laughs> take, take the promise in the front of your bulletin that all Scripture is given and we're written down so that it might offer us hope and encouragement in our times. Go to the Scripture. You know what I like to do? I, I, how many people have the Bible app? Do you have the Bible app? Yeah, if you get the Bible app. There's, there's devotionals there that you can read every day. If you're, if you're not sure what you, what you could read, there are places where you could go to get into God's word every day. There's even a, a, a section on promises from God that might be able to speak to you and help you in your specific situation that you're going through. But praise God, trust his power and his promises while you wait on him. And then draw closer to Jesus and be strengthened. And then the one part I didn't put in here is then take action according to what God has told you to do. Take the appropriate action. So God is strengthening you. He's giving you hope. But what did, a what did Simeon do? He recognized the child and he was moved by the Spirit. And then he approached Jesus' parents and the child. He took action. So sometimes waiting is not just sitting on a lazy boy watching TV with your remote. Oh, just waiting, I got to do something. Someday, maybe I'll go on a mission trip. But I don't know. You know, it's not, it's pursuing God. It's pursuing. It's pursuing after the Lord. Hearing his voice, knowing him, finding his promises. We are given so much in Jesus. And that will be an anchor for our soul. It will be the hope that secures you through the storms of life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word to us today. We ask, Lord, that you would prepare us as we go to the communion table, Lord, that you would be speaking to us even right now. Lord, I don't know what people are waiting on, but I know, Lord, it's more important what you're doing in their lives while they wait. And Lord, I pray that you would give us a song to sing while we wait. You give us a promise to hold on to while we wait. That you'd comfort us if we're going through a time of grief and loss. Lord, if there's things that we're just in a season of, of difficulty right now, I pray, Lord, that you would lift people up. I pray for somebody that is so concerned about a wayward son or daughter. Lord, that they're struggling, wondering what is going to happen to that child. 
Lord, I pray that you would give them hope to hang on to you and trust you. Lord, we pray that you would do that work in us, Lord, that we can't do. Simeon was given strength. He was moved by your spirit. The Holy Spirit was dwelling on him. Lord, we need the power of your Holy Spirit and your presence in our lives. So, Lord, we turn to you. We come to you. And we look to you in the mighty name of Jesus.